the Gritty Growing Up podcast. Because mental health conversations don't have to be uncomfortable and argumentative. Gritty Growing Up is about challenging the perceptions of childhood and recognizing that whilst it isn't what it used to be, we can still make it positive. Join us as we share conversations, knowledge and strategies to help your family connect and move forward together. And welcome back to Gritty Growing Up. On this week's podcast, we're going to have a talk about punishments and rewards and why they don't change behaviour. Now, a really important part of supporting child mental health is that we really recognise the areas where we can develop our practice. There's no end point in this. As the world evolves, we can recognise that mental health needs are are ever-evolving. Research continually changes, our understanding consistently develops. And therefore, strategies that we used 10, 15, 20 years ago may no longer work, whilst new concepts will. An area that we can really see this in is education. 20-something years ago, when I left school, behaviour management was focused on carrot stick versus stick approaches. And if you were good, you got merits, you got rewards. In my school, if you hit the top merits, then you got taken on a really special day out. And I was one of those few kids that merits really worked for. I love a reward. I love an outcome. I love a certificate. I, it's testament if you look at my list of qualifications. I'm forever learning and I just really enjoy that buzz that you get. So if someone gives me a behaviour management tool, it will work really effectively on me. But that is not the case for the majority. So I spent all of this time gathering these merits. And I gathered over 100 of these merits. And I had all my gold stickers and I was so happy with myself and it got to the end of term and our special day out was revealed. And we spent a day on an army barracks going round their obstacle course. And I'm really not going to lie when I say it was the worst day of my entire life and made me question why I had worked so hard for that academic year. There was no consideration of what we might all want. There was no options. It was, this is what you're getting. Had I known that that was what we were working for at the start, yes, I would have worked hard, but I wouldn't have pushed myself to the degree that I did. Because the outcome that I received from it was not something that I wanted. It's not something that I enjoyed and actually felt like a punishment. Because I was that creative kid. I was that sensitive kid. I was very shy. So this day was just utter hell to me. And I didn't get anything from it that I felt was worthwhile. And it almost felt like all that work I did was for nothing. Now, for some, that day would have been a massive, massive motivator. And I think this is where we really can see the gap when we begin to think about punishments and rewards. On the other side of the fence, you've got that sort of stick approach that if you don't adhere to the rules, you're given detention, suspensions, you're expelled with the belief that these punishments or threats thereof would motivate a child to perform in a really desired way. Now, strangely, we do seem stuck in history. Research has shown us that it doesn't work. In fact, studies have shown that the carrot and stick methodology of reward and punishment can actually diminish performance. A carrot approach is meant to incentivize good work with rewards, whilst a stick approach uses punishments to push us towards our goals. I am sure if I asked you to think of 10 closest friends and ask them about this concept, you would get one or two who go, yep, that really works for me. But for the majority, they'll say no. Having spent 10 years working in coaching and therapy, I've lost count of the amount of young people who've shared that punishments have no impact on them. 
that they will sometimes actively create scenarios in class to be sent to isolation because that allows them to better regulate themselves. They prefer the peace and quiet, they prefer that there's less pressure, they prefer that they just don't have the same needs to perform on the same level. The threat of punishments increases their anxiety and uncertainty and it therefore reduces the information that they share with their teachers or school and instead they just opt for avoidance. So actually we find that these threats of punishment, these sticks, actually disconnect us. That detention is something that they do to tick boxes but it has no impact on their behaviour because their teachers are not understanding what the struggle is. Nobody's taking the time to understand why they're behaving this way. But when staff at school shout or threaten them with a punishment, that they've actually learned to dissociate and zone it out, losing respect for the individual as they've not taken time to identify what the challenges are. They've lost a communication and connection with them because nobody's taking time to actually understand them. And in the sort of greatest picture of things, they just disconnect from school. A perfect example of the carrot and stick approach and its failures to modify behaviour is our current response to emotionally based school avoidance. When children have high attendance in most, not all, but most schools, they're eligible for rewards such as attendance at trips, the prom or specially organised events. Whilst children whose attendance is lower are highlighted on electronic systems, letters are sent home, parents are threatened with fines or court action, and action plans are often made in their absence. On the further extreme, children are restricted from trips, proms and reward events, which further instils that they're not good enough and that they're not understood. But what happens to the child who's worked so hard to challenge their anxiety and get into school is increasing their attendance from 45% to 60%, which is no small feat, but is then rejected from the school prom for not meeting 88% attendance. What lessons do we teach that child about perseverance? about determination, we're teaching them that it's not worth it, that I'm not recognised, that my efforts are unnoticed, so they stop. And in one moment we've highlighted to that child that we need to do better, be better and know better. It's years later, I've worked with children and young people for 24 years and the majority of schools that children attend still rely on merit, isolation, detention and suspension systems to manage child behaviour. Now, when I hear of a school with a really holistic approach to school behaviour management, I literally jump for joy. But these systems are not universally shared. With the introduction of education welfare officers into schools, I continually find that the punishment and threat systems are as rife as ever. Following policy which is outdated has been proven to be unsuccessful through research and yet still asking for positive outcomes. We learnt quite a while ago now that naughty steps don't work that time out actually has a negative impact on children's brains, but here we are, once again, with it just wrapped up in a different system. As Einstein once said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If we increase mental health knowledge, give in-depth training in mental health, well-being and psychopathology, so that our professionals are rooted in an understanding of the why, then our systems could offer exceptional opportunities moving forward. And education staff would inevitably have a more positive workday, as this would be rooted in connection and compassion rather than initiating punishments that most of us recognise have no outcomes other than disconnection and stress. For some professionals, they recognise that this is doing nothing and actually just feel absolutely terrible that they're having to enforce it, because if they don't, they're in trouble. So we're in this really toxic cycle of children's needs not being met, mental health as high as it's ever been, and a behaviour management system that's, for want of a better word, really quite broken. 
is really food for thought as we come into a new year because it's time that we start going what else could we do how else might we manage this how much better could we know the children that we work with so that actually all of us could get a little bit more joy out of the day and that parents would feel more engaged with the schools children would really feel like they could trust us we would therefore calm down their amygdala in their brain tell it that it's happy and it's safe and actually they'd feel more able to engage with school and trust that the professionals there really understand them so just something to ponder at the start of a new week until next time stay safe keep talking keep listening and reading and we'll be back soon with more gritty growing up stay safe keep open-minded and we'll look forward to sharing more gritty moments with you next time if you want to up your knowledge in the meantime head over to dandelion training and development.com